Welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And, oh, Tommy, I'm so excited to say this. For the first time in seven months, today we'll be recapping a blues win. Oh, my God. I forgot. Back in the win column. what the concept show was. Yeah. No sleep. No sleep. No sleep, no sleep. We 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 sleep in October or whatever, yeah, whenever, um, whenever it's all over. <laughs> so yeah, the Blues took on uh, Vancouver last night uh, in a very pivotal game. Three, Jake Allen had the start. Uh, the Blues came away with a victory. So we will we will get into that. I'm excited. Let's. Uh, you want to just take it uh, one one goal at a time, start in the first period and go from there. Yeah. So in the first Peter, in the first, in the first Peter, in the first period, uh, JT Miller, uh, or not in the first period. Nothing happened in the first period. Nothing happened. But in the second period, JT Miller got him on the board. First period, um, it did look like, like right off the bat, I feel like the Blues got to their game. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Kind of had him hemmed in their zone from the majority. Um, getting that pressure, getting that that checking in, dude. Braden Shen just absolutely clobbering Queen Hughes every chance he got. That was exciting to see right off the start. Yeah, feel about that. Um, yeah, uh, Braden, <laughs> Braden Shen was uh, in 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 the, one of the Lockdown Blues' favorite terms, uh, man on man fire. fire. Yes, um, and we talked about that. You know, Joey's been hyping up that stat for seemingly weeks now. Um, yeah. Blues are so much better when Shen uh, throws a lot of hits. Did he play? Was he in the middle last night, or was he on the wing? I thought it was on the wing. Okay. I believe. Maybe. Regardless, regardless when he's, when he's buzzing, at. when he's buzzing out there, I mean, well, we saw it. He he's throwing he's throwing hits. He's going to the bench, just obliterating his stick, and then he's that going out scoring the overtime dude. winner. Shit. Um, yeah, yeah. He, it's good to see the boys playing with some emotion for sure. Um, biggest thing for me, just looking at the game stats, only two power plays for Vancouver, and yep. they scored on one. So like. Pivotal. It's very, very, very clear that we need to stay out of the box against this team. Um, I don't, I don't really know if last night was the Blues playing cleaner or the refs just being a little more lax or a combination of both. Yeah, I think it's just a combination of everybody getting settled into their game, uh, refs included. Um, so yeah, came out in the first. Uh, Jake Allen looked good early, which was encouraging. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team looked good early, which was encouraging. Nothing happened in the first, and then a little, little nerve wracking. Take a power play early on. Um, uh, so we're on the kill. A minute into the second, JC Miller. Just that 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 combination, Miller Pedersen Hughes has been devastating this series. Yeah, it really has, and I think we talked about it beforehand um, in the preview to the matchups. Like those top tier guys are really what they rely heavily on in terms of point production. You can see it right there in that goal. I mean, that's arguably the top three guys that they've had this season. Um, so yeah, I mean, keeping them off the score sheet is an easy way uh, to get a win, but somehow the Blues managed to get a win uh, even with them on the score sheet. Yeah, and I think I mean we. I think I even said it before the series. I think I think I said it's going to come down to containing um, Miller, Pedersen, Hughes. And, um, you know, a guy that I haven't really seen yeah. a lot this series is Brock Besser. I was going to say, he's been invisible. He's been, he's been invisible. And Elias uh, Pedersen's been, uh, well, at least before last game, I don't know if that changed last game, um, but he's held, he's been held to zero shots on goal at five on five. Well, I guess it did. Yeah. Because he 
Yeah. And then, I mean, <laughs> but, uh, I, he's, he's been held at zero shots on goal uh, in the games prior to uh, by O'Reilly's line. So, right. Right. And, and because and, I feel um, like he's kind of been quiet in terms of like offensive production, but in terms of defense, defensive production and his face off um, percentage, uh, he's been yeah. top tier, everything that we expect from the guy. Well, and, and I felt like I was forgetting something. Um, and we definitely are. Bo Horvat has just been, has yeah. Bo Horvat has looked like Connor McDavid. He not so much last game, but the goals he scored in games one and two, just like not even fair. My my buddy, uh, my roommate, made a good point. He's like he's like it's like when the kid the kid who should be playing kid playing in U 15s that should be playing um, at a higher age level, like when Bo Horvat yeah, scored that goal the other night. Birthday. He's like a late yeah. birthday or something. Right, really, yeah. right. When he's Horvath like 200 pounds. And, you're like. He's, he's holding a little piece of paper that yeah. says I am twelve. It's like fuck this kid. Yeah, pretty, pretty sure he drove himself. Pretty sure I saw him get out of get out of the driver's seat on the way here in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Drove himself to the game. Um, yeah, but he, I mean, Horvat looked absolutely dominant in games one and two, and I, I don't know. Off the look, how many shots on goal he had, um, but I didn't notice him. I know he had one. Nearly as much. He was in all alone, I think, on Jake and Jake uh, stopped him cold. So that was only only two shots on goal for 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 a boy Bo. Um, so yeah, so, yeah. You were right though. The games before it was like he was like the boogeyman almost. You know, he just he was around and like the Blues weren't really. I don't think they were paying as much attention to him as they did last game. Um, but yeah, especially on that winter when he was caught all alone on a breakaway, like that's just, that just can't happen. Yeah, filthy. Um, yeah, so then Blues are down one nothing. It's looking a little, little, a little, uh, a little questionable. But then, who but Robert Thomas to set up a set up a goal to who but Justin Fall? Yeah, oh, let's talk about that man. for a second because I feel like I I might have mentioned something like that, calling him a locked on player of the game uh, towards the beginning yeah. of the, towards the beginning of the series. But it really does like. It does feel like uh, the Blues' defense. No, wasn't that me? Didn't I say he was the lockdown player of the game? I think that was me. Don't steal my credit. I don't think that was you. That was definitely that was me. We can go back and roll the tape. No, I definitely no, I picked Justin Falk because I was talking about his article, remember? And how he was. Oh, maybe with did, I pick, did I pick Vladimir Tarasenko? Oh, no, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I picked Tarasenko. Yeah. Um, so I guess um, joke's on me. <laughs> it's not really I don't know I just feel like we'll uh, get into it we got, a, we got a lot to discuss alright Justin Falk <laughs> yeah let's just go off on Justin Falk here I mean just right. uh, especially from a guy that just uh, obviously in that article not happy with his play the fans haven't been happy with his play everyone in their right mind has been screaming for him to leave in Seattle uh, but the fact of the matter remains is he's an all-star. Um, so there's something to be said for that in terms of talent. And guys throws go, guys go through slumps. Um, it's a thing. It happens. Vladdy's not playing very well right now. Obviously, he's coming off an injury. But people fluctuate. And I feel like Justin Falk has kind of had to grow accustomed to the role that he plays on this team um, because it's not a role that he's used to. Uh, but yeah. again, after he scored that goal, holy shit, he looked like a brand-new player. He's just – yeah, moving the puck left and right, making great plays. Like, I don't know, man. We might have just seen the emergence of Justin Falk. I think it's just one of those things that we see a lot with shorts. Um, yeah, that's like true. Grip, gripping the stick too tight. Yeah, you know, exactly. you, you haven't scored in a while. You're you're thinking about things. You're thinking about things a little too much. You're you're thinking about what you're doing next rather than just feeling it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he scores that goal, and you see the shoulders sort of drop a little bit. <sighs> You know, he was hype. Uh, he was loving it, and then he was just—he just was playing. I think with confidence. I think that's the best way to describe it. Is he? 
Not like I, I like I always say you, uh, when a defenseman has a good game, you almost don't notice, and then you notice when they have a bad game. Like I felt like after we scored that goal, I stopped being like, "Oh boy, where's Justin Falk?" Yeah, he he was a liability at times previously, and you'd have to you'd be you'd be constantly noticing him because he'd be making making high risk, high reward plays, and they wouldn't be paying off as much as they should be. Um, and then like he flips a switch and looks like a, like he said a new player out there for sure. Honestly, dude, like I, it really felt like the first two shifts I think after he scored, I went from being like, oh, like Fox out there, let's see how he does because he did. I mean, in the games prior to this, he did throw a couple pizzas right in the middle of the slot for for the Canucks to grab. Um, he did. But that being said, dude, I went from being like, oh, like Fox out there, let's see how he does, and, and like two shifts after his goal i was like fuck yeah like fox out there like we're solid and he he didn't disappoint me at all after that so yeah absolutely sustain that momentum i mean i think it's easy to forget like where this team came from um if you look at fox struggles to sort of gel and mesh um and we're like damn that sucks why does he look so uncomfortable and like a step a, a step off out there you know like he, he always felt like he was like a step behind and then you look back at october to january of last year you're like oh yeah never mind i get it um the blue system I think is very unique and very demanding and, and requires everybody to do their job, sort of like the Bill Belichick mantra. Um, and it's gotta be tough for a guy like Justin Falk to join the Stanley cup winning team and play a style that he is not at all used to. Um, and just go out there and sometimes play on his off wing or his offhand. Um, it's, it's always something that takes time. And then an uh, entire pandemic six month layoff, like, it's not the easiest thing in the world. So I, I, I know he's capable of more than he has shown thus far. And I'm looking forward to seeing him prove that tonight because I think he will. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Im- improvements, uh, do you want to do you want to go into this or do you want to do a break real fast? We're going to. Yeah, we're going to take a short. We'll take a short break and then we will. Uh, I think I know what you're getting now. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that in a few in a few. We'll, we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, hit me, Tommy. I'm ready. Speaking of improvements, how about friend of the pod, Jordan Cairo, with the game of NHL career? Yeah, Cairo was... um, Honestly, that gave me flashes of, like, when Robert Thomas first joined the team, and we didn't really, like, understand. Well, I mean, people kind of understand because of, like, the prominence and, like, how highly touted prospects are nowadays. They get a good amount of publicity, but like you didn't really get to see it in full force until he like stepped on the ice and got a couple games under his feet. Jordan Cairo gave me those kind of vibes, dude. Like it's like, he's not to the point where he's like fully comfortable and like plays his entire confident game. Like Robert Thomas is right now, but you can tell that he's, uh, he's capable of something special, you know. When when I think of Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas, I almost think of their development as mirror, not mirror image, like almost opposites. Like Cairo has all the skill in the world and and can fly out there. It's just like the, the some of the thinking things that he needs to, you know, like w- making the right passes, know when to shoot, um, confidence. Like he's got the skills for days, and he can go out there and fly around and, and sure he's putting the rest of it together. Thomas is kind of the opposite. You know, he's, he's always, he's always known what the right play is to make. It's just a matter of honestly gaining that confidence, getting those skills to make the decisions a little bit quicker and a little bit, a little bit more accurately. Um, 
So it's, it's almost like it's been interesting seeing them both sort of come into their games in their own unique way. You know, Kairu looks just as fast and skilled as he he did, you know, a year ago. He looks faster, dude. He does look faster. He, he look, When he came out, dude, it looked like he got fired out of a gun. Like just the first shift, I think he went down, um, did like a button hook or something and just put a guy in a blender, uh, drove to the net and, sh- and fired a shot on. So, I mean, There's, that's another thing too is that I feel like Robert Thomas is that pass first guy where like he'll be in the slot and everybody's screaming at him to shoot and he'll throw it wide um to somebody else that's in position but i feel like jordan Cairo wants those goals and like he's in a shooter oh, yeah. mentality so maybe having those guys on the same line eventually could be poetry in motion you know well yeah i mean we talked it was interesting too because i know when we talked to talked to him on the pod it was right after he scored that goal against colorado yeah that's nasty um where he just yeah absolutely filthy goal we were like like hey like How'd you do that? Um, and he basically said, like, it, it just one of the he, the way he described it was he just didn't think about it. It kind of just happened. He's like, oh yeah, I just saw space, so I went to it, and then I scored. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but how'd you do? How'd you do that? Break it down. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it, it just he he's got that he's got that natural talent, that natural ability, and he's fast as hell. Um, yeah, there have been you know. I've seen the comparison a few times that the only better skater in the NHL is Connor McDavid, which I don't agree with per se, but he's gotten high praise in terms of his skating. So a lot to, a lot to be happy about there. Um, so Falk ties the game up. Um, David Perron gives the Blues the lead uh, dude, 10 minutes that, later. That goal is disgusting, dude. That goal is just an absolute snipe. And I'm like, they were talking about uh, maybe one of like the dirtiest snipes of like the playoffs. And then of course, Pedersen goes <laughs> down and puts it in the smallest space you can possibly imagine. Right. Over I don't know, man. Down. I think Jake Allen's positioning was really bad on that. I'm just kidding. Um, I was going to say, dude, I'm like, you sound like I'm being I sound like somebody I can't, I'm not going to name names, but I mean, we know who we sound like Mrs. Blue. Sock. Yeah, this is <laughs> red. Yeah, <Suck>. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, 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 anyways. I digress. I digress. Um, Dave Perron gives us the lead on a nasty snipe, and then Elias Pedersen's like, "Wait, I can do that too," uh, and he scores like thirty seconds later. And I got a little worried on that goal. I'm like, oh, great. I can't even hold a lead, you know? Um, and then they go to overtime, and it was a little touch and go at the beginning. I was a little like, oh, boy. Like, I don't it, know. It man. felt like the whole it, third period to me, it felt like we just had the Canucks on their heels the entire time. I mean, right. at it, one point, it felt like I think they iced the puck like three times in a row. And at that point, dude, you can just tell like a team is just sucking wind, yeah. just gassed out of their mind, you know? I feel like oh, yeah. that's going to pay off in these next couple of games too because like obviously Vancouver's not as experienced in the playoffs as we are at least uh at least currently. So yeah. I mean, in that regard conditioning is going to come into a play too and that physicality yeah. is going to start wearing you down like we always talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh Braden Shen, the uh, the man of the hour, uh been throwing hits knocking bodies around all game broke his stick earlier he's pissed he's mad hit that stick didn't have a goal in it he needed a new one um sure enough he gets a new one goes down a breakaway in overtime about five minutes left and pops the game winner biggest goal uh of the season for st louis without a doubt and scored by Braden shen you know the he's he's been another polarizing guy this year and and when it's come to like talking in terms of re-signing petrangelo and stuff everyone points that shen extension a lot of people are criticizing it but I, i don't get how you could 
Um, great player. Yeah, he he's, brings he's physicality good. and skill. Anytime you have a guy like that, we talked about Sammy Blay with it. The same thing. He's got all the potential in the world. But anytime you can bring physicality and skill and kind of like every aspect of the game to the ice, and that's a lethal combination, especially in the playoffs. So, absolutely. And and when when you know when you look at Braden Shen, um, it can be easy to be a little greedy and say like, ah, we don't need him. But you look back three, four years, whatever, pre Ryan O'Reilly, um, and you say. Damn! What do the Blues need? A true number one center. I feel like we we we've been saying that for ten years. Um, Braden Shen joins the team. He's he's like a one B ish. Maybe he's not quite what the team needs. Robert Thomas comes up, yeah, sure. But then we get Ryan O'Reilly. Robert Thomas develops. Braden Shen gets more comfortable. We now have three number ones. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. Honestly. Man. Tyler Tyler Bozak could be a number one setter on 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 some of the lower end teams. Not yeah. that he's not saying he should be, but we go from no center depth. Serviceable. Pa- Patrick Berglund on the f- first line center. Yori Laterra yeah. first line center. I mean, come Yori on, Laterra, dude. Come on, the dude. Man himself. The STL line. Do you remember when we used to get excited when Yori Laterra was on the ice with Vladimir Tarasenko? He was good for like one season. <sighs> That was it. But he was good. I, that was probably – honestly, that offseason was probably when he started dipping in the Coke. And he forgot, and to, take the cement out of his, he forgot to take the cement out of his yeah. skates. <laughs> yeah, and then his play just declined after that. But yeah. he did have one good season to his credit. Wow. Cursed times, man. The Yori Letaria days. I remember I screamed at the top of my lungs, they, they got rid of Letaria! When I saw that tweet, like I'm like, oh, Brayden Shen, like, that came out of nowhere. His um, so bad. contract was awful. Anyways, anyways, Shen goes out, scores a goal, Blues win. All right, I think it's time we talk about it. Or we can we can save it for after the next break. Um, so let's let's wrap up the game, talk a little bit, and then we can get into the the the, the big the big elephant in the room. All right. Um, so yeah, good win for the Blues. Absolute must win game tonight, um, or must win game last night, but probably a must win game tonight as well. Um, but the, I don't I know what the stats are for three to one, but three to nothing was like, I think four teams ever <laughs> came back from that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're looking at a bad, not ideal. You're not, not ideal. Uh, <laughs> not ideal. So yeah, uh, big game tonight, obviously. But Blues have all the momentum. Lines still aren't out, so we can't really get too into the matchups yet. But basically, my my take is do what you did last night no matter who's in goal. And we'll get into that, but no matter who's in goal, I think they can win if they play the way they did last night. And that's uh, one of the biggest blessings of, of this Blues team is having two goalies that are capable of, of the skill that these two guys are. Um, I'm dancing around it, but we'll get into that debate uh, in a, after a short break because I know, I know, I know it needs to happen. <laughs> All right, Tommy. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. We're just gonna go for it. You are Craig. Give me your two cents. You are. You are making. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw it to you first. I'm gonna dish it. To okay, you. throw it to me. You are Craig Ruby. You're writing in the lineup card for today. Who's in goal? It's gotta be Jake, dude. Ooh, it's it's been is. what we've played three games so far. Two of them we've lost. Let's not overcomplicate this. Two of them we've lost. Bennington was in goal. One of them we've won. Jake Allen was in goal. Why would we not throw it back to Jake? I get the whole like fatigue and it's like a couple hours since the last time he played. But if Markstrom can play in goal tonight, I don't see a reason why Jake Allen can't. Plus, the argument can also be made that 
Uh, momentum plays a big factor. And I'm sure Jake's going to want to say like, yeah, dude, put me in goal. Like I, I feel good right now. I'm on fire, you know? And that um, like all things considered, the Blues still didn't play their best defensive game. We had Scandell and Pareko running into each other and giving Elias Pedersen a wide open snipe. So the Blues can tighten that up and have Jake out. I think what you're, yeah, like what you were talking about, like if the Blues can tighten that up, it doesn't really matter who's in goal. Um, all right. But if they're still going to let in breakaways and have mismatches like that, I feel like you got to go with Jake. You got to go with the hot hand right now. Ruby said that time in and time out. And I think Jake Allen is the hot hand right now. He's had a fantastic season. There's no reason not to have faith in him. And he has experience in the playoffs past one year. All right. I mean, that's a cute take, but here's why you're wrong. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, no, you have, you have, you have absolutely good points there. Um, but again, here's why you're wrong. All right. So you got Jordan Biddington, um, a guy who's been doubted his entire career, uh, been, 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 picked over, been been tossed aside, you know, sent down to the ECHL, never given it a proper shot, gets called up, sets the world on fire, plays absolutely dominant, wins a Stanley Cup, breaks records, absolute legend, um, finally gets his shot, proves himself, and he's confident, he's feeling good. Uh, next year's playoff goes around, starts out a little shaky, but not entirely his fault. I don't think Jordan Bennington is the reason we lost those two games. I don't think putting Jake Allen wins us those two games. And then he gets, and then he gets, he gets benched again for the first time. For the first time since since he was called up and started his magic run, he gets benched again. Yes, Jake Allen's feeling good, but Jordan Bennington's feeling feeling. I don't want to say better, but he's he's hungry. He's hungry, and we know, know what we know what a hungry Jordan Bennington. How do you know he feels that way though? Because if you look at like, I asked, I I, do, I asked him myself. <laughs> I have sources. No, <laughs> but uh, I think if you, for me, I, I I probably shouldn't do this either. But I I will go on Twitter and look up like Canucks and see like what Canucks fans are talking about. And there are a lot of Canucks fans. Let's just get that straight. And to go along with that, uh, like left and right, just memes, all the memes that are firing off have to do with Jordan Bennington not winning the Calder, Jordan Bennington thinking he's better than Elias Pettersson, and Jordan Bennington's old and sensitive tweets, which I can't really like advocate against that because they are a bad look. And we know from the Winnipeg series last year that he does – like maybe he doesn't like pay attention to that stuff, um, but he he does know that that stuff is going on. Um, so I'm not saying that could be playing a role on his mental right now, but it's I don't think it's out of the equation that it could be. No, I, I think this is the most probably the most pressure he's faced since he's been called up. Um, I don't think there was any pressure on him last year at all. Nobody knew who he was. You can't put pressure on that now. There's a hell of a lot of pressure on him. He just got benched. He just. Play, didn't play in the playoffs for the first time. He got 16 wins last year. Can't do that this year. Um, and I think the Canucks have done an extensive scouting report on him because it seems like they're all shooting blocker side. Yeah. So it, it's going to be a matter of, I mean, I think that's an, uh, an internal decision, obviously. Um, I think it's a matter of how the how they're feeling, uh, you know, individually. Like if, Jordan, if Jordan Bennington is, you know, obviously hungry, frustrated, ready to go, looking good in practice. I think you play him tonight. Um, 
Because again, it is a back-to-back. So play Bennington tonight, reevaluate after this game, start Jake the rest of the series, start Jake the rest of the playoffs, sure. But I think you'd be making a mistake to just say, hey, goalie that absolutely set the world on fire and carried this team to their first Stanley Cup, you don't get any more chances. You had two bad games, you are done. You know, Because spending him two games in a row, that's that's setting the precedent that Jake is the starter now. Um, and I think that that really kills any chance you have of Bennington being as miraculous as he was last year. I still think that's absolutely something that can happen. I still think he has the ability to dazzle again. And the only way you're going to ha- get get that to happen is if you start him to, tonight. Um, I don't know. I think I think the argument could be made that this year we had two starters, really. I mean, yeah, we talked about like a 1A and a 1B. Um, I feel like kind of all season long. But I mean, if you look at the numbers, really, like... I mean, Jake just had Jake is essentially had a career year, you know, and Absolutely. Like, it's a smaller sample size. But like in terms of goals against average and save percentage, it was some of the best numbers he's ever put up. Um, and so, I mean, to not and if he's got the hot hand right now and you won a game, I feel like you can't just take away that chance for no, him absolutely. to put the team on his back. Um, I think Finnington last year, you know what I'm saying? My my take is is far from an anti Jake Allen take. I want to get that, make that very, 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 very clear that I am a huge Jake Allen fan and would be ecstatic if they started Jake Allen tonight. I would be ecstatic if they started Jordan Bennington. Which also, can we just talk about the fact that uh, there's so many people that have said like, "Oh, we don't need Jake Allen. We don't need two goalies." Obviously, we do. <laughs> so if you're saying that, just. Shut up. This is a tremendous quote, quote, problem to have. Problem to have. Exactly. Which really good goalie do we start tonight? Oh boy. Yeah. Um, not a, no, not an anti Jake Allen take. Far from it. It is a pro blues take. I Look think at how well it. Vegas is doing. It's the same concept. I wouldn't be surprised if, if the blues go on another run to see Jake Allen get three or four starts. Um, for the rest, you know, over the rest of the playoffs, it may be more, maybe a start a series. Who knows? Are there, maybe there'll be more back to backs, and he'll have to be. Either way, Blues can win a cup with a tandem of Jordan Bennington and Jake Allen. I think the Blues can win a cup with just Jordan Bennington. I might even think the Blues can win a cup with just Jake Allen. But I think the best move just for tonight is you go back to Bennington, you go back to what's been working the past two years, and if it doesn't work, then you have a great backup plan. If he gives up two goals early, put Jake in. It's a a win-win situation, I think. I don't know. I I guess to play devil's advocate and kind of talk what you were talking about with Bennington and, like, getting him frustrated and not getting the best out of him. If you put Jake Allen in and he has such a fantastic game and you throw it right back to Bennington, does the same thing happen to him? You know, Um, does he get frustrated that like, what else do I have to do to keep playing? Because essentially in my mind, the best form of like getting the best out of your players and the best out of your team is competition. Right? So if you're just like, all right, goalies, here's the deal. You play until you lose, and once you lose, we switch it to the next guy. Yeah, but you can't. You can only do that for so long, you know. Like, yeah. Anyway, you can only do that till the end of the cup, and next thing you know, you're Stanley Cup champions. That's all I'm saying. That's what I would probably do if I were in Ruby's position. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, if I were in Ruby's position, I would say if if I'm starting Bennington, I would say I would sit Jake down. I would sit 
both of them down in the same room. I'd be like, I'd be like, gentlemen, you both are really, really good at what <laughs> you do. Like spin around in a swivel chair. Thank you for me. Cat. <laughs> cat. Yeah. I, I assume you're wondering why I've gathered you here today. Yeah. Um, you are the weakest. But then, but then you, but then you tell him. You say, look, you guys are both really good. Um, Jake had an amazing game. Jordan, you've struggled. Um, we're on a first name basis, by the way. Um, um, but no, you, you say that, you sit him down, you say, we're going to go with Jordan this game, uh, and we'll reevaluate afterwards. You know, nothing is set in stone. There is no starter. There is no 1A, 1B. We're going with Jordan this game. It's the second night of a back-to-back. We'll reevaluate moving forward. You know, Jake, you didn't lose the job. Jordan, you didn't lose the job. Neither of you won the job. It's up in the air. I, I think that's the best way to look at it is because I truly think it is up in the air right now. Um, I can't wait for to, to stop recording this podcast and then the lineups to come out immediately. <laughs> oh, and just immediately, 30 seconds later. Yeah. 30 seconds later. But I think really the, the, the writing on the wall here is that we kind of glossed over it, but if the Blues play the defense that we know this team is capable of, especially with Justin Falk firing on all cylinders now, if they don't run into each other, if they don't both end up on the same side of the ice while Bo Horvat is on the other side of the ice, it doesn't matter who's in goal. They could win with me and net. They could win probably with an empty net, dude. We saw it last year in the playoffs. They held teams to like three shots in a period, which is just ridiculous. That's true. I remember that. Good times. Yeah. So we know what they're capable of. They just got to do it. And I believe that they will because they played fantastic last night and I feel they're going to carry the momentum. So we'll see what happens. 9.30 start time. Uh, try not to fall asleep. <laughs> last night ended at 1. Um, and I had class at like 10 a.m. So that was fun. And I had a headache, but yeah, we stick it out for the boys. We're yeah, the same clothes tonight, people. This is not a joke. True. Play true. hockey. We have same uniforms clothes. too. <laughs> same clothes. Don't wash your jersey. No. Um, what jersey were you rocking last night, Tommy? I was wearing the, the throwback. With nobody was on the back, but it was the retro '90s jersey, the white. Okay, I was ooh ooh yeah ooh. I was wearing the the clown jersey, Robert Thomas. Uh, I'm if the game's looking rough, I might throw on the Cairo jersey. Um, but I'm gonna start with Rob. I'm gonna start with Robbie. Yeah, um, good call. All right, so T minus T minus four hours until five hours until puck drop. Holy shit! Um, <laughs> Oh my god, it's been such a long day already. And we got a, we, yeah, we got a, we got a fun one tonight. Blues Canucks, game four. We'll see what happens. Must win. To tie up the series we'll of two. Uh, we'll see if Tarabanko and uh, Steiner in. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, we didn't even get into that. Uh, real quick, that's not Tarasenko. I think he's just getting back up to speed. I'm not worried about him. Give him a, give him a game or two. He'll be fine. Yeah, I'm not worried about him either. Uh, I think he sat. I think both him and Steen sat um, just because it was a back-to-back coming up. Fully expecting to be in the lineup tonight. Right. Um, maybe even if they're not a hundred percent, I don't think they're below hundred percent enough to not be playing um, and not contributing to the team. So, especially Steen on that penalty kill is lethal. Um, but I feel like every game that he comes back, Vladdy's going to get better and better. And we'll, he's just, we'll just getting stronger. He's getting stronger. Yeah, exactly. You know, we say he looks like we say he looks invisible out there, and that's like kind of what he does when he's not involved. That's always been sort of his thing. But all it takes is one. All it takes is one blink of the eye, Vladimir Tarasenko laser beam goal, and he's back. Yep. So it could happen at any second of tonight's game. Um, 
so I'm not worried at all. All right, let's 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 get ready then. We'll, we'll wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter to stay tuned uh, with all the updates. Locked on Blues. Um, Tommy's got some great memes on there lately. He's been- yeah. I was gonna say I've been kind of popping off because hey, we won one and the Canucks have just been bashing us on Twitter. Oh yeah, so we got yeah, you got to fire back while it's timely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, follow check us. those out. I think they're pretty good. At Locked On Blues on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Follow Tommy at Twelcher15. Uh, and yeah, tune in tomorrow. Tune in the rest of the week. We should have some banger episodes coming out. I'm excited. It's hockey's back. Let's see if we can get Stewie here soon. Ooh, all right. Potential some potential guests in the world. Let's yeah. see. Let's see. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Enjoy the game tonight. Tweet at us if you have any agreements, disagreements, thoughts, concerns, questions, whatever.